Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the By Word Show. I'm I'm so excited for today. I actually was just on my friend who's here today, Bailey. I was just on her podcast, and we've had such good conversations that I had to have her on the By Word Show to talk more because you guys are going to absolutely love her, love her story and what she's doing. And I just can't wait to dive in. So Bailey, would you just start off by introducing yourself? Of course. Well, first I want to say thank you for having me. I feel like so honored. I felt like we had such a good conversation on my podcast that I just, I can't wait for this conversation. Yes. <laughs> um, as we've been talking behind the scenes and preparing for today's episode, I've just like felt my heart being stirred for this conversation. So I'm really really excited. But my name is Bailey and I am the founder of the Show Up Sisterhood, which is basically a place where you can go to find out how to show up for someone in a season you may have never walked through. And that stems from my story that we're going to dive into a little bit today. So that's a little snippet about me. Yeah, I love it. And and really, I'll just echo what she already said is that we've just in thinking and praying about this episode, I feel it's going to be really timely. And I'm just, I'm so excited for you to be able to share your story. So yeah. Just tell us a little bit about your story and how you hey. got to where you are today. Yeah. We're just going to dive into the deep stuff. <laughs> yes. Let's just no, go but, there. Yeah. In all reality, I mean, it is what has led me to starting show up sisterhood. Um, so two, three years ago when I first got married, um, I was diagnosed with something called PCOS, um, which is actually rather common. It's still not a great thing. It's still not normal per se, but it was something that I was very scared of because when you hear something like that, that surrounds your fertility or surrounds just your future of possibly starting a family, it kind of gets a little it gets a little scary, especially I was really young getting married. I was 19 years old. And so I was like, okay, I guess we're doing this. This is what we're doing. And, um, as I got some further assistance from doctors and stuff, they're like, it's actually not going to play a huge factor. If you don't let it, it all depends on how you treat your body and all of this. Well, I fell pregnant at six months married. That was not plan. Um, not what we had intended, but we were so excited and we actually ended up losing that pregnancy. And that was very Mm -hmm. difficult, especially at 19. Like I, I feel like when I was in that season, I didn't realize like you're only 19. You need to give yourself some grace for like really going through all this experience. Um, but now looking back, I just like my heart aches for Bailey back then. Um, but I still had this strange piece like this. The Lord was protecting me from, um, just whatever could have come. And the doctors said that too, like your body was naturally protecting you, not necessarily what you want to hear in the moment, but it was what I needed in that season. Um, however, fast forward to, a year into our marriage, we were January, February, 2020. I don't know if you guys remember that. It was like <laughs> pre the world shutting down. And I found out I was pregnant again. And I was so nervous, but so excited because I'm like, this is the redemption story that God had all along. Like this was his plan. This is the whole reasoning behind everything. And I just really clung to that. But Um, That being said, I also did lose that pregnancy as well. And that one was very traumatic in the way that the loss happened. And I will never forget that moment Um, just because I, we, we didn't tell anybody because obviously after previously losing that pregnancy, we were very just nervous about telling people right away. And Now I wish I would have, I wish I would have been more open with people, but it was something that I really struggled with because of how traumatic it was. Um, That being said, 
I really, I really had a lot of questions a about my health. And so it would kind of flipped my script of, okay, now I need answers. I need to go do all the things that I probably should have done before we got married anyways. Um, all of this stuff that we don't really think about as women, we just think it's going to naturally happen for all of us. Um, so it, it, was a good thing in the regard that it got my attention, but it was also a very hard thing that led me asking harder questions about God and my mm-hmm. faith and everything uh, about, okay, why does this have to happen? Like, why does this have to happen? But now looking back, I can say, oh, it's because we have broken bodies. We live in a broken world. We don't have the original creation of life <laughs> like we were supposed to, like we were intended to. And again, I feel like I can say all of this now, but back then it was not It was not how I was thinking. It was not how I felt. But now we're walking through uh, infertility. We're two years past that point and still have not been able to successfully conceive. However, it was something that I felt like the Lord, I feel, I felt like the Lord had to put in place for me to be like, okay, I really need to trust him with my plans. I really need to put my trust in him. But all of that being said, my story, my hurt, my trauma, my pain, everything that has happened to me ultimately has led and birthed show up sisterhood. Um, because I, I felt like my best friend wouldn't understand what I was going through because she had never walked through a miscarriage. She had never been through something like that. And I would never want her to try to understand. However, I wanted to provide a place for people to see, okay, this is what your friend's walking through. This is what they might, might be feeling. Not everybody's the same, but this is what they might be feeling. This is what has happened to their body physically, um, things like that. And we're able to share stories of like, your friend just got married, you know, maybe you've never been married before. And it's been really cool to just kind of start conversations with people and be like, I never thought of it that way, or I never have put myself in their shoes. And so I never understood what they were like really walking through. And so that's the heart of show up sisterhood. It's still evolving. I don't know exactly where it's going. And I think that's the beauty of like the Lord, because I, I don't, I don't want it to be me. Like I really want it mm. to be fully the Lord leading show up sisterhood. So that in a very short, short snippet is my story. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's a little bit of what I've walked through to where I'm at now. Yeah. I, you're just, you're so resilient and so strong. And I, and I know that it's been a long process and a hard process, but I'm so grateful for what you're doing. And so sorry for what you've been through and just amazed by how you've leaned into the Lord through it. Because even in my recent miscarriage, I was shocked. Number one, by how many people had also been through it. When I shared Mm -hmm. about my experience, it was kind of similar. You know, I didn't feel too secretive about telling people that I worked with or people, you know, just a couple of random people, because I I have a son. And even though I didn't have a perfect pregnancy with him, like I knew I could carry a pregnancy. Right. And so I didn't even, it didn't even cross my mind that a miscarriage was an option for me. And when it happened, I was so shocked. Yeah. And there were so many things about it that I felt like people don't talk about this. Like for me, I haven't shared this, but Um, I found out and then waited two weeks until the miscarriage happened. So there's Mm. this waiting period. And then I also experienced hemorrhaging and had to go to the ER. And like, there are all these pieces where I feel like 
no one's talking about this. And I didn't right. know what to do. I didn't know who to go to. Thankfully, I had a couple other friends who had been through it that I could just ask my questions and not right. feel crazy for just, you know, like all these questions and all the frustrations, even about my own body, feeling like my yeah. own body, let me down, feeling like God let me down. And it's so, so easy to give into that frustration and the discouragement and just the pain and just not really yeah. understanding why, but how in the world <laughs> do we hold on to our faith in hard seasons? Like how did you, in your experience with that pain, how did you lean into the Lord? Yeah. So I'm actually going to pull up scripture real quick because that I have a, a life verse and I actually never wanted to have a life verse Cause I went to Bible school and I was like, <laughs> that's the cheesiest Christian thing that you could possibly have. And I was like, Oh no, how is that? Like, I don't know. It was just me being rebellious, but I now looking back, feel like the Lord gave me this verse in that season to prepare me for what I was going to walk through growing up, like being an adult. <laughs> and, um, in first Peter five ten it says, and after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. And I always clung to that because mm -hmm. it's saying after you have suffered a little while, you're going to suffer. Like just because you got like you became a Christian, you accepted Jesus, like as your Lord and savior did not mean you're one free pass to like a great life. Right. <laughs> but let me tell you, it has been a fulfilling journey. It's been a fulfilling walk. But in that same breath, it says he will himself restore you, confirm you, strengthen mm -hmm. you and establish you. And that just shows you that in time, like in that season, like he will like walk with you through it. And I just think that that's so important. So anyways, that is a scripture that has helped me, but like logically, I guess like tangibly, what you could be doing is community. And I, I say that also lightly because the, sometimes uh, the natural response when grief or trauma comes, we tend to want to come inward. Like we want right. to focus inward. Like we want to process everything. We want to go through everything. That's completely normal. However, I have found that going outward, being uncomfortable in the seasons of grief, in the seasons of trauma tend to lead to healing. I don't want to say a lot faster because that's not necessarily the case, but it, it brings healing to something like community is the salve that God gave us when we couldn't do it on our own. And mm. I think that that is like a hundred percent what he intended community to be for. Like we're supposed to heal one another. It was just to build one another up. Like there is clear calls to community within his word. And I just think that why not apply that into our times of hard seasons? Because I'm a fine one to talk though. Like in my personal walk, I did struggle with reaching out to people, but that's also what gave me the burden for show up sisterhood. So mm -hmm. I think it all like, it all goes together. Um, so yeah, community reaching out to him because he's going to be the one who actually can provide the healing you're looking for. Um, but also it's not, it's totally okay to go on Instagram and the internet to find resources of how to cope with these things. People who have already walked through it, like reading the stories of people, hence why we have podcasts, right? right. Like we share the stories of people. That is what brings comfort to people's ears. They're like, oh, if they got through it and there's hope in their story now, you know, so, right. yeah, that's my answer. <laughs> Yeah, that's so true. You said something that I have thought so much about the past few months and it's that like 
suffering is inevitable. We are going to go through hard seasons. And I think that really hit me when I was going through my miscarriage, because it's like a silly thought now looking back, but I just felt so frustrated because I've been through hard stuff before, you know, like I've had such a hard past. And for whatever reason, I felt like, why is more stuff happening? Like, shouldn't I be done with this? And it's like, just because you've struggled before, doesn't mean you're exempt from pain in the future. It's an ongoing thing. Like it's always going to be hard, but we have the opportunity to lean in to God, lean into our communities Mm -hmm. in that. And I feel like, like you said, like that's one of the deepest ways that God brings us healing on the earth. And so we don't have to despise suffering or, you know, like it's crazy that they talk about like finding joy and suffering, you know, in the Bible, but I get it now. Cause it's like, you know what? that's an opportunity for me to grow closer to Jesus. It's an opportunity for me to find healing in the people that are around me. And yeah, it sucks. And it's really hard and it doesn't diminish any of that, but it can't, there can be purpose in it. So I guess what I'm getting at is how have you seen purpose, even in those hard moments in your life? That's a great question. I want to be upfront and say in the moment, I don't think I necessarily would say I I saw the purpose. Mm. Um, I think each loss was different too, uh, and very um, different in the way I processed it. So the first loss, I would say, I found purpose a little bit quicker because, again, I saw I saw the hand of God protecting me from who knows what. Right? Like you, mm. you hear me say that, and people would be like, "What was He protecting you from?" I don't know, but I know that. It also says in Psalm 23 that he's going to use his rod and his staff to keep his flock together. And that's how he shepherds us. And I know that there's sometimes guidance that we don't want, but it's given to us. And then there's a protection of love. And Mm -hmm. I know that purely out of that situation, like my pure, my desire was not to have a kid in our first year of marriage. It was something that we had set out. Like we need a firm foundation of who we are first. Um, not saying that God doesn't bring us by surprise sometimes, but (laughs) I do think that it was, it was a protection and it was love. And then in the second loss, it took me a little bit longer to process the purpose of that one, because again, I was so sure it was our redemption story. And I actually had a someone else who was walking similar road, like literally in time, like they had lost their first loss shortly after I did. And then their second loss, like right around when I did. And Mm. it was really hard for me to see, okay, God, why are you doing this to me? But why are you doing that to them? Mm. And I ultimately, ultimately the end all be all of why hard moments happen is because when we get through it, his glory is in it. Like if, if we go through so many hard things, as long as he gets the glory, it's all worth it. So yeah. at the end of my road to motherhood or parenthood or whenever God does bring that into fruition, his glory is ultimately going to sh- be shown because it was nothing of my will that could have accomplished it. It was mm-hmm. nothing that I could do in my own strength without him to make that possible. And so I think that that's really important to look at when we, when we look at purpose in hard situations, like we're focusing on like pregnancy loss and miscarriage right now, but you could apply that to any season. Maybe you're walking through a divorce. Maybe you're walking through like grief of a different kind, like of a, of a loved one of someone who, mm. you know, you've been really close to for a long time. 
fill in the blank ultimate purpose, God gets the glory. If that person like loved Jesus and knew Jesus and they went to heaven, ultimately God got the glory because they they're healed. Now they're free. Now they're ready. Like they're worshiping him. Um, whatever, maybe you're walking through a divorce. Ultimately, again, another form of protection. Maybe there's a reason why you're not supposed to be in the marriage that you were in and you're supposed to focus on the Lord again, and you're supposed to come back to him. And you could, like I said, you could fill in the blank with literally any scenario, but as long as he gets the glory. And we also have to remember, like we live in a very broken world with broken things that happen all the time. That might not be of God, but we put God's label on it or God's name on it because it's the easiest person to blame when sometimes we need to look at ourselves or look at our circumstance to blame, not God. And I think that that's another, another point too. Yeah, I agree. And I think one of the most frustrating things for me in this experience with miscarriage for me, but like you said, it could be anything is it's sometimes hard when you don't understand and you can't put a reason you can't rationalize it. Like sometimes those are the hardest things because we can't make sense of it. And something that's brought me comfort is just knowing I may not have the answers to every question, Yeah, but God's hope and, and knowing that he can heal me and that he will love me through it is enough. And I've come to a point where I'm like, you know what? I may not have every answer, but if I choose to lean into Jesus and let it draw me closer to him, that can be enough for me because that's Mm. the goal anyway. Right? Like it's just, it's just about glorifying him. It's about knowing him and it's about pointing others to him. And so if I use every experience in in our broken experience on the earth as a broken humanity, like if we take every experience to draw closer to him and know him better so that we are able to point others to him the same way, like you're right. Like he gets glory in that. And that's the ultimate goal. Mm -hmm. So even in the things that we can't say like, Oh yeah, I know why this happened. Like we may never know every single tiny detail, or like you said, what he's protecting us from, but can it be enough for him for, can he just be enough for us to say like, I don't know, but I give it to you and do what you want to with it. Yeah. Yeah. I love also how you mentioned community because show up sisterhood. That's what you're all about. So yeah. <laughs> would you talk a little bit more about that piece? Cause I feel like yeah. we, we hear it all the time, like community is so important, but when right. you're walking through hard seasons, like you said, it's hard. Like it's just easier to turn inward. It's easier to isolate. So mm-hmm. how has community played a role in your story that way? Like, and, and how can we be better at engaging in community when we're walking through hard things? Totally. Well, first I want to point out the, not the elephant in the room, cause we're not hiding it, but the very clear enemy to community and that's counterfeit community. And that is what we see ourselves experiencing whenever we go onto social media. Mm-hmm. It was started in the name of keeping up with the people you went to high school with. That was mm-hmm. literally the intention of all social media was to stay in the know of where your friends from high school are. I don't know whoever, I don't know why anybody would want that, but <laughs> that is how it started out of the desire for community in parentheses or quotations. Um, but it started out of that word. Oh, we're bringing the world together, bringing people together online. Right. And the reason I want to point this out is because I found myself in that trap for a long time Mm. where I was like, oh, I have a community of people 
loving me and supporting me. Oh no. <laughs> like, oh no. Um, it was not the kind of community that actually does the healing. That's not the type of community that actually will come over in the middle of the night if you need them to. It was mm. the type of community that was giving me the validation I was looking for. It was the type of community that I could filter to hear whatever I wanted to wow. hear. Yeah. And a lot of times when we in a hard season, we'll go to these places like social media, or like I said earlier, to read stories of people who have walked through it. And I understand that that's a really good place to do it. But also if we're not careful, we're going to get sucked into the trap of, oh, I have, I have community. Like I don't need to look and actually Mm. get community. That's going to sharpen me. It might hurt a little bit to be an actual community. Um, so I'm going to shift over to the beauty of true authentic community. And that is found to be honest, if you're a believer in the local church is going to be the easiest place for you to find it. Mm. Um, I think that we often, we often look past like sporting events with kids. We often look past, uh, groups that people put together, like people put together groups for any type of hobby lifestyle that you can think of. Mm -hmm. I live in Southern Utah. So there's a lot of like rock climbing groups and like parasailing groups and water sport groups. I I'm not part of any of those ones, (laughs) but, but they're there. They are there for the people who are active, want to go for a walk on the, like, there's so many groups. Yes. How do you find them? Probably online. However, it takes you offline to get connected with them. Mm. And that's the main, that's the main focus of what I was trying to say. But if you are a believer, the local church, a hundred percent is the best way. Now I know that church hurt is real and that is something that people experience and tend to put a bitter taste in their mouth. Trust me, I've been there. I know I've lived through many different types of church hurt, uh, transitions, everything like that you could think of. I want to encourage you, though, to still get connected into a body of believers because they are the ones who understand Jesus is the only way. And if they're not pointing you back to Jesus, that's when I would put up a red flag and be like, okay, mm. maybe I should find another place. Maybe I should get connected somewhere else. Um But like we were talking about earlier, community is healing. Community is where you should, should feel safe to be your true, authentic, vulnerable self. Um, But in reality, I know that because of different relationships that we go through in this life, that gets really jaded really quickly. Um, but that's what community is for is to restore that too. Um, Mm -hmm. I I do know in the same breath, we are called to sharpen one another and that, that scripture still hurts me (laughs) because (laughs) I, I love just being community people, having food, talking about Jesus, but you want to talk about my sin. You want to talk about my (laughs) mistakes. Oh no. Like, like that's the hard part, but in reality, that's what we need. We need to have a place where we can come clean and be like, yeah, I definitely did this this week. I definitely was not the best mom I could be, or I was not the best wife I could be. And I said this, or I did this and it's not a gossip session. Oh goodness. No, like, please don't get that from me, but it's a place to where you can completely be yourself. And if others are not completely being themselves, that again is another red flag where you should be like, okay, maybe this isn't the group for me, but there is one for me somewhere. And God will lead you and guide you to those people specifically for that season. I struggled so long um, with seasonal friendships Mm. because I felt like 
I'm a very deep person. I go hundred percent in all the time. So yeah. if, if we're, if we're friends, like it's a hundred percent. And then when people move away or life changes or, you know, different circumstances lead people to have to go away. I really struggled with that. And I still do like, I'm not going to pretend it's something that I'm still just really kosher with. It's really difficult for me to be like, goodbye to that friendship that I really invested into because yeah, I put all of who I was into it. And I know that there's probably some other people listening right now who are like, dang, that's me. Um, and that's what prevents you from actually getting connected because you don't want that. You don't want to experience that hurt. But let me tell you, we are called to things at seasons and in time because God knows who needs to be there for when you're going through those things that yes. you might be walking through. So yeah, those are my community tips very shortly, but in a, in a broad sense. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I mean, there's, there is so much to it. We could go on and on and on about it, but yeah. you're so right. Like I have found the most healing experiences with people in, in my church community. Like, mm-hmm. and I've also experienced lots of church hurt and all mm-hmm. kinds of things. Like if you guys have been around for a while, you've probably heard me talk about how I used to hate Christians. And I was one, like I right. just, I've been through this journey and I have to say like, it's so true. God knows who you need in your season. I've actually yeah. been working at our church part-time in this past season. And I, before that I was just working from home and I, mm-hmm. I just know like if nothing else, me being at that job while I was going through my miscarriage was such a God ordained thing because Mm -hmm. people were constantly checking on me, praying for me, bringing us meals, like surrounding us to where I could have a bad day and feel totally just fortified by other people's strength, holding me up, their prayers, holding me up. And it was, it's just been a huge reminder to me how important community is because it's so easy. Once you get into a routine of just doing life on your own, you're like, ah, I don't need it. When you do struggle, it's like, you realize the deficit really quickly. And so even proactively, like just, even if you don't think you need it, (laughs) there will be a time when you will need it and you will appreciate so much just having people around you. And like you said, going through the hard stuff too, like, or having the hard conversations, the conversations that aren't that fun to have, but like when you're willing to open up to people and share where you're struggling or the doubts you have, or the questions you have, it can be one of the most healing and freeing things to have somebody just accept you and love you through that. Yeah. And help you grow through that. Like it's so strengthening. And I, I am, I am such an advocate for community as well. I love it and echo everything you said. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's it's such a good, a good place to go because where else are you going to turn to? That's my question for people who are in those hard seasons. Like it's really easy to turn anywhere else, but if you can and have the emotional ability to get into community, that's where it's at. Yeah, I agree. And I, yeah, it is hard sometimes to get out of your comfort zone to do it, but it is so, so worth it and it can change everything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what do you think are some practical things that we could do as like kind of the, uh, the opposite side of this? So if we mm-hmm. are the community, yeah. what are some things that we can do to love and support the people in our world that are struggling, whether it's loss or infertility or whatever struggle, but like, how can we be the community? That's a great question. And I think you know how to speak to me because this is my heart. This is who, (laughs) this is what I've been crafting all together. Um, Let's focus on infertility and loss for a second. So specifically in that time, a person's 
had a childbirth, but didn't get the reward of a child, period. That is what happened. Um, And that can happen in many different ways, many different experiences. So there's people who can do it naturally and on their own, but there's some people who have to go through medical procedures to ultimately help prepare the miscarriage or get the miscarriage taken care of. And I hate the word miscarriage. I wish there was like another way uh, to explain it. So I Mm. like to say like pregnancy loss uh, because there wasn't anything that they could have done to fix it. And a lot of times we try to, we try to fill in with words. Um, And a lot of times as community, we try to send encouraging texts and do all this stuff. And I'm not saying don't do that in this season, but be very, very sensitive to how you use your words. Really, really lean in to the Lord for the words to say, because you just never know what day it is. And I say that very truthfully. Um, you know, today could be a good day, but tomorrow could be a really hard one. And just be very careful with words, but actions are always my love language. And Mm. it's not everybody's, it's not everybody's, but I'd rather receive a, a meal or an offer to do something in those times of hard moments, because I can either decline them or I can, if I'm okay to receive them, I can, um, But when you offer to help, it's a little bit easier for the person receiving it because, again, they ultimately have the power, whether they are ready to receive or they need to decline the help. Mm. And I think that we are often fixers, or at least I am. I'm a type two on the Enneagram and I am a helper and I want to fix things and I want to be a problem solver. And a lot of times when our friends are in need, most people get that way. Most people want to to fix and want to help and be there. And that comes from a good place. But I think that there's also a balance of being okay with just taking a step back and asking, how can I help you? And they're not always going to have the answers. Like, I don't Mm want to make it sound like that, but sometimes it's just as simple as dropping off like a coffee or Mm -hmm. dropping off their favorite treat. And even though they might not want it today, it will sound good tomorrow or they'll want it tomorrow. Um, but that's specifically for infertility and loss, because again, it's a very sensitive, uh, season that they are walking through a sensitive time, um, where they're still trying to figure out a, what just happened B, how am I going to get through this? C, there's just a lot of questions that come up right, and a lot of, uh, confusion that comes up. And so, when we talk about infertility and loss, those are some practical ways. And I have more on show up sisterhood on Instagram. Like I have like full posts about it, um, for that specific topic. Now, if we're to go into any other realm of what people walk through, there's, you know, there's grief, there is, um, childbirth, there's celebratory times too. Like I don't, Mm -hmm. I feel like when we often think of, you know, uh, hard times. And that's when community needs to show up. No community needs to show up when things are good, when you're graduating from college or when you get married, when you know, you're engaged, like all of those things, um, those are exciting times too. And I think that in those seasons, in those moments, it's easier to show up in a way because you're like, okay, they're married. This is what I need to do for them. Or, okay, they're, they just had a baby. This is what they need. Um, again, I'm a very actions oriented person. So I would say if you can 
ask how you can help them. Um, your friend who just got married probably has never had to do the whole house of chores in their life. <laughs> or like most of the times they've only had to do one or two or maybe three, but now they have to clean and like take care of a whole house. You could offer to just have a Saturday where it's like girls clean day. And that's just a fun idea. Um, but yeah. also you can, when people are graduating, you can offer to take them out to dinner and celebrate them. And there's just a lot of fun things. And I, I'm really hoping and excited to bring out more tangible resources for these people in these seasons, but that's probably some of the main things. Mm. I love that. Yeah. I think it can be simple. Like I know I had people who are close to me when I was going through my miscarriage, tell me up front, like, I don't really know what to say, but I want to be there for you. And so this is really helpful. A lot of people have asked me this question. So thank you for speaking to that. Of course. But also to the celebratory side, because you're so right. It's community is not just for hard times. It's for all of life. And it's such a gift that we get to do it together. Like some of the deepest and sweetest friendships are the people that you just get to go through all the seasons with. And it's so special. And I love that you have those resources. Um, before we close, is there anything specifically that you would want to say to the woman who is struggling with infertility or loss right now? Wow. Uh, (laughs) I would say you're not alone. Um, there's so many people who are probably walking exactly what you're walking right now. However, I understand where the alone feeling comes from. Maybe no one within your own community is experiencing those things, but just know that you aren't, um, know that God sees you, God loves you and he has never left you. He never will leave you. Um, that's some of the most important things, but ultimately just know that God will guide you exactly where you need to be. And he is loving you, even though it feels like he might be abandoning you. Um, yeah, I would say that. And for like a tangible thing, um, it's okay to grieve. It's okay to hurt. It's okay to want to scream, cry, throw something at the wall. Um, but it's also okay to be completely okay. Like I know some people who, you know, don't grieve as in depth as I do, or don't get as emotionally attached as I do. And Mm -hmm. that's okay. Like we all grieve differently. And a lot of times we hear stories of people who are like, it's traumatic. I mean, I just talked about it. Like it's a traumatic experience, Um, but it's not that way for everybody. And I want you to know whatever you're feeling right now is completely okay. So, yeah. Thank you so much. I, I'm so grateful for you being willing to share your story and also what you're doing with community. Will you please tell everybody where they can connect and get more from show up sisterhood and from you? Of course. So my personal Instagram is at to Bailey and beyond and show up sisterhood is show up sisterhood on all platforms. And if you want to listen to my podcast, it's show up sister podcast and that's about everything. So yeah. I love it. You guys need to go and follow Bailey. She is always putting out more resources like this for community. And it's just amazing. I love watching the rest of your story unfold and I'm just over here cheering you on. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to tune into another episode of the ByWord Show. I am so glad you're here and I'm so grateful for your support. Don't forget to like this video and subscribe so that you never miss a new episode. In the meantime, be sure to connect with me over on Instagram and in the ByWords community group, which you can find links for in the description box. Until next time, remember that I am cheering you on.